How did it go with Dana cooking her first vegan meal over the weekend? Also, why are so many people so bitter with their exes? And did they at one time have a cure for divorce? (laughs) It's all coming up right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. Dana was cooking dinner for her boyfriend's parents for the first time this weekend, but... The caveat is that they're vegan, and I have never cooked anything remotely vegan in my life. How did it go? We're going to find out right now. Dana is back on the phone with us. Dana, how are you? Well, I mean, I survived. Okay. (laughs) good. (laughs) And were you able, as a chef, to come up with a pretty decent vegan meal? Uh, You know, I think so. I really relied on seasoning, which, I mean, I do anyway. I mean, I love seasoning, um, but I feel like I leaned on it pretty heavy this time. Okay. So the the appetizer comes out. What was the appetizer? So the appetizer was an air-fried tofu, uh, and I had a couple of different dipping sauces. Okay. Um, Nice. That doesn't sound I would bad. Probably never choose to eat it again <laughs> over that, other appetizers, but it was it was pretty good. I love how you busted good. out the tofu. Right, that to me is super Go vegan. To. Were Ugh. they impressed? Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Oh, this is you know, um, it was a it was a hard tofu, and I sort of fried it, which you know, frying you can fry in yeah. uh, vegan oils and things like that. So uh, frying is also a way to, to bring a little decadence to the, the only time the I vegan had to- lifestyle. The only time I had tofu, it was cold, and that, and that just I never I never could go back after that. I was like, ugh, I, this stuff is gross. If you season it, season the heck out of it, and like you said, Dana, fry it. What's up, Brian? Did you feel like you were judged, though, still cooking? Like, it might have not have been the best vegan food they've ever had type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm I'm used to having my stuff compared to other people's. You know, right. it's like, are my chicken wings as good as this other person's chicken wings? You know, um, so I'm used to that. But I think that the stakes of this one were a little bit different, you know? Okay. No pun well, intended. You got past the tofu... <laughs> Deep fryer, or the, the air fry tofu. What was the main course? Um, the main course was, uh, you know, pretty simple, like a pasta with heirloom tomato. Okay. Ooh, um, wait, is vegan? Po- wait, is pasta vegan? It can be. Yeah, some of it is. Okay, yeah. so there you can get vegan pasta. Yeah, the the hard thing is if they were vegan and gluten free, then I would have been in a rough spot. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's over. They could have gluten. Okay, and that that actually doesn't sound too bad. So heirloom tomatoes, that that's good. Pasta, that's good. Mm. I'm in on it. Okay, all right. So you're almost to the finish line now. You gave them a, a appetizer, a main course. What do you bust out for dessert for the vegan family? So I did an apple crumble. I instead of with ice cream, which is how I prefer a pie or something like that. Um, I just did it with a. Uh, like a raspberry sorbet, which was actually sort of good. The apple raspberry combo is one that I really like. Dang. Um, and I would never really think to put sorbet with it, but uh, it was good. Man, you can tell you're a chef. Like, I would never have thought of any of this. Super That's creative. so cool. Yeah, it was, you know, at the end of the day, it, some of those things I would have again, but also some of those things you could make <laughs> a non-vegan version of. Like, I could put some uh, some meat in the pasta. <laughs> right. Real pasta. Yeah, give it flavor, right. Dana, did you did you miss meat at the meal, or was it uh, a home run eating with your boyfriend's family for the first time? I th- You know what? I'd call it a home run. Nice. I bet they respect the heck out of you, too, for, for coming up with all of that stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they've been to my restaurant, so they know that that's not what I do. Right. So I didn't. I didn't have to tell them that they knew. That's so cool. Well, good for you, Dana, for yeah, hunkering girl. down and getting it done. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Now, I hope you don't have to make <laughs> Christmas or Thanksgiving meal for them because a tofurkey would not be fun. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm hoping that they'll be cool enough to like bring a vegan side. Yeah. They can have their salad. You get, you get one. You get one <laughs> meal. From now on, you bring your own. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dana, that's awesome, and thank you for letting us be a part of it. That was so cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, guys. So if you've been around this show for a while, you know, I, I can't believe this. Like, I was doing the math, and it was 2021 when my wife got her cancer diagnosis that she had breast cancer. Wow. And, Chelsea, I don't I don't know how much you want to share or whatever, but I know that you've been through something very similar. Yeah, I'm a cancer survivor, too, and you never forget when you get that phone call back from your doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I can't even talk about because I will start crying. I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly what my wife said to me on the phone. She was like, Kelly, I don't want to die. And I just like those words, like I, I guess because it's been I'm a little separated from it now. But that's so you understand exactly yeah. the emotion, the feeling. And then when you get to the other side of it. So uh, this Friday, I'm actually taking the day off, a very rare day off for me. Brian Riley will be stepping in mm-hmm. to run the board for me because my wife gets her port out on Friday. Woo! And that is a big deal because that yeah. means that they don't need to be putting the chemotherapy in there anymore. Which, and it's crazy. I just learned that yesterday was actually National Cancer uh, Cancer Day. Yes. was actually yesterday. So it's kind of cool too because uh, the Indie Foundation. I'm not done yet, which helps people who are going through cancer. I'm emceeing an event for them on Thursday, and then it's cool because in the next day we go in and my wife gets her port out, which is just such a it's such a big deal, and it's crazy. Like it's going to be weird to see her without it. Because yeah. I don't, did they have to do that to you? Did they have no. to? No. Okay. Nope. So a port essentially is where, because chemotherapy is, is horrible for your veins. So they can't really inject it into your arm or anything like that. They have to put a port in so it can go like right into your bloodstream. And uh, th- even that was crazy. I remember going, like thinking back, it, it seems like it was a, a flash. But it was years of like, all right, we got to go to the hospital because I need to get my port put in. And then the fa- then being scared because I was like, wait, what did they snake it right above your heart? Like, yeah, are you sure you guys know what you're doing with this? You know, like that shouldn't be. And then just seeing that thing there for the past few years now, it's just, it's crazy to think like that port is finally coming out, and you know she can somewhat. You know, not at least not think about it all the time when right. she sees that you know lump on uh, right about right next to her neck or whatever. So I'm super excited about this Friday. This is this is going to be a celebration, and uh, I so I just like and honest to God, I, I used to say this that being on this show is what helped me get through that time because the amount of support that came in from people who would listen and just, it it was just amazing. I've never experienced anything like that in my 25 years radio. I had never experienced anything like, so thank you. And I got to be careful now. I told you I'm a crier, but this is good stuff. Like this is all good stuff. Like I feel like we can finally turn a corner and start. I I know it'll be something I, I, you can even attest to this. I'm sure that it's just there with you all the time. Like, yeah. It's probably just in your brain all the time. It's on your mind, and that's why I'm so excited for you, Kelly, and for your wife. Like, this is... Now I'm crying, too. Right. <laughs> we um, can't do... Oh, great. We can't do... We can't have two criers but, on the morning show. Oh, boy. When, but when, you know, having that port physically there, you know, and you're seeing that every day, and you're reminded of, like, the pain and the mm-hmm. fatigue that your body's going through, and then to remove it, it is going around the bend. Yeah. But what 
is your reaction now? And I've talked with a lot of cancer survivors. So two years ago, from the time she was diagnosed, Kelly, to now you're you're at the end of the tunnel, man. Yeah. Like, how does that feel? Like, if you could go back and reassure Kelly and your wife two years ago, what would this Kelly today say to if, them? If I can be 100% honest, my wife was so tough going through this that I never for one second doubted that the outcome would be what we wanted. Like, I, I, I got, I, I, okay. That's Dang it. <laughs> Chelsea, don't ask me how I feel. Come on, man. <laughs> You're a warrior. You go into beast it's, mode, right? It, right. And, and I had never seen anything like that. And I, I, I think it's because my wife was an athlete. And I think that that helped her mindset going through that. Like, just like when she would get ready for a skating competition or something, it just, it, she's just tough as hell. And that's like seeing her now. It's just, it's our relationship is so different now, too. Yeah. It's just, it's so much better. Like life is, I hate to say this, but life is so much better now because we don't get upset about the dumbest little things anymore. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And freeing. Right. Because when you have the possibility of everything being taken from you. These little things just are like, pff, whatever. And shout out to the the Susan G. Coleman Foundation and everybody who goes out to these like cancer research yeah. fundraisers. It's because of that that there are more and more survivors. Like yeah. your wife, she kicked this thing's butt. I know, and it's crazy to think about that too. Like, think 25 years ago, would we have had the same outcome? You know, because of the advancements they've made in that amount of time. So and look at where she's at. Anyway, I want to say a deep, deep, deep thank you to everybody. I mean, I remember the first weekend when I went on the air and announced what was going on and why I was missing so much work and the, just the overflowing of direct messages. I, I, I've, it, it helped me get through. You guys have no idea. And now I'm going to stop. <laughs> Woo, but thank you. Is this the cure for divorce? Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for maybe it's just me. Maybe cure isn't the right word. Makes it sound like it's a disease or something. Well. (laughs) Now, Chelsea, you can share as much or as little as you would like as I I deliver this story, okay? I'm, I'm looking forward to this. All right. Back in ancient Roman times, there was a Roman village where if you wanted to get a divorce, the church would make you spend two weeks with your spouse in a room in the back of the church. In this room, there was a bed, a table, and two chairs. Your meals were brought into you, and you were not able to leave for two weeks. If you made it to the end of the two weeks and you still wanted a divorce, the church would then grant you a divorce. Oh, I wish there was a way they could have televised this. <laughs> could you imagine? I feel like you would hate each other so much more after <laughs> after two weeks of just being in that room with your spouse. But th- and think about it, there's no TV. There's it's just TV. you and your spouse. So anyway, check this out. <laughs> So they did this for 300 years. They had this practice. Uh In that 300 years, one couple still wanted a divorce after being in that room with each other. Only one in 300 years. Here's what happened. All right. Here's what happened. All right. So you get you get a wife in there, the husband in there, and she will not stop going on and on about how wrong he was Mm -hmm. about every little thing. You looked at my sister Aphrodite. You ate this woman's grapes, and they're just going round and round, right? And he just finally gets beaten down so low after two weeks. He's like, forget it. Fine. Yeah. I'll stay with you. Also, he was, probably, he was probably looking forward to going to war. As soon as they got out of that yeah. room, he signed up for the military. And was Put like, me on Bye. the front line. Yeah. <laughs> 300 is actually a bunch of guys that wanted divorce. That's yeah. really what it was. <laughs> That's why they're all in such good shape. Yeah. They're just fit. Just like, kill me now. Kill me now. <laughs> He's doing push-ups while she sleeps. About to be back on the single scene. I got to look good. 
I'm out protecting the, the, the country, honey. That's what I'm doing. And they're all infantry. They're all on the front lines. They just want to go. Do we want yeah. a general? No, no. I want to be in the front. I don't need any, I don't need any weapons. I will be a shield for everyone else. And she, she was probably like, oh, that was really good communication. I feel like we had a, a great breakthrough and we're going to yeah. make this work. Let's let's put a pin in this, honey. I'm gonna go fight a war. <laughs> Probably not gonna see me again. We'll circle back. Yeah, we'll couch this for now. But just remember, I love you, kinda. Just remember, I love you, kinda. <laughs> oh man, I just can't imagine. That's just just an old fashioned death cage match right there. Now, if they would have done this before they even got married. I think that would solve the divorce rate, too. They ne- Yeah, they probably never would have gotten married. Amen. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, God, it just sounds absolutely miserable. Not that I don't love my wife, but yeah, dang. Oh, I was going to say, are you going to go on a retreat this weekend, or what's the <laughs> plan? I'm probably too old to join the military now. I think I'm past the cutoff age for the military. You can still be a shield if you wanted We're to. Like, just just reserves. <laughs> Either way. 300 years, one divorce. That's a hell of a success rate on that one. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. Maybe you did. Maybe you're thinking if you could maybe do something like that. But either way, I did find it interesting. And what the heck? Two weeks locked in a room with your spouse? Why not? I'll have another one for you tomorrow. You may or may not like that one either. But I'm going to do it anyway. Because sometimes I find them interesting. And uh, maybe it's just me. Another way, Chelsea, for you to get back at an ex that you're bitter over. (laughs) There's so many of these now. There's the axe throwing. There's yes. the name a cockroach mm-hmm. after your ex. I love that uh, one. Neuter a, neuter a pet. Neuter a pet, which you should do anyway. That has your 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 ex's name. This one's just stupid. I just, I've just i never been so bitter with an ex that I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So check this one out. What you can do now is there's a company called Scrap Car Comparison. It's like a exactly what you think. It's a scrap car place. All right. What they'll do for a small fee... As they will spray paint your ex's name on a car before it goes in the crusher, <laughs> and then they'll send you a they'll send you a photo of it yes. after they crush it. Is it like a slow mo photo or uh, like a video like slow mo? Just I'm I'm sure if you ask, you could get the video too. But I just these crack me up because I'm like, golly, <laughs> could you seem more petty than yeah? Spray paint my ex's name on that car and then crush it. Oh my eh. god! And then what what? What closure? What closure did you get out of that? That might be. I mean, well, I told you I had my bonfire where I just like lit all the the pictures on fire. You know that mm-hmm. that felt very good. I was with my girlfriends. We all had bottles of wine. Yeah, box wine. You know, just having a good time. So there was some closure. I like the I like the idea of like a of the car crushing. Yeah, and the windows blow out, and then there there goes the tail lights. And then you just see Steve written yeah. on the side. <laughs> we got him, ladies. We got him. Yes, queen. <laughs> anyway, they, yeah. these are hilarious <laughs> Poor to me. Steve. <laughs> it's back. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy. All right, so Chelsea will now give us a trashy story with some trashy elements to it. And Chelsea, what you maybe don't know is at the end, we will give this story a trashy score. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> we'll see where it lands on the trashy scale. So refreshing to have it back. What do you have for us today? Whoops. Well, we- <laughs> we Sorry. are heading down to one of the arguably most trashiest states. We're heading down to Florida. All right? Iowa? Oh. <laughs> no, no. So Florida man just couldn't resist. We have heard about attempted robbery, but he was tempted into a robbery. All right. Florida man hanging out at the Circle K, got some gas, went inside, paid for it, and then came outside and he saw an armored truck just sitting there. So he was thinking about it and thinking about it. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to go up to that armored truck. I'm just going to see if it's locked or not. Goes to the back. Sure enough, it's unlocked, Kelly. That's smart. Right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
He looks around, opens the door, grabs two bags worth of cash moolah, and loads them up into his car and drives off. And it turns <laughs> And it turns out that just those two bags had over one hundred thousand dollars in That's a lot of money. That's a lot of cash. That's a heavy bag. So what happened? Well, they did do a facial recognition on the surveillance camera. <laughs> and Stefan Torrance Alexander Carew has now been arrested. So they got him that quick. They got him. <laughs> well, think about it. He paid, Lock him up. He paid for the gas. All right. So they already had his credit card on file. They had right. his ID. They have him on camera. They have him looking around like, is anybody going to stop me? Anybody going to stop me? And he argued that because it was unlocked, it was fair game. Yeah, I mean, that's valid. Not very smart. <laughs> valid. All right, let's get this one a trashy score. This is where this is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. So I would say, you know what? Them leaving the back of an armored truck open, I, that feels trashy to me. Like, why do you even have an armored car? So we're going to give that 175 points on the trashy wow, scale. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the points really ratchet up quick, Chelsea. I guess they do. But he did pay for his gas. We're going to take off 25 points okay. for him doing the right thing there. <laughs> so minus 25 for that. Um, how about... How about robbing something after you literally were just in probably one of the most heavily surveilled businesses that you could possibly go in? Smart. That's trashy. <laughs> I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give that 200 points. We sure that's not classy? <laughs> the Circle K. I, and then just stealing from an armored truck. Just that's trashy, man. That is just super trashy. So I'm gonna give that another 175 points. So this is good. This is a good score for our first time doing it, Chelsea. Okay, okay. I am very happy with this. <laughs> Are you ready for today's trashy score? Let's go. Our gentleman robbing an armored truck and trying to get away after he got caught on video earns himself 525 trashy points. Small town salute. I want to say good morning to everyone listening in Beach, North Dakota, population 900. And you might have heard of Beach before because they're their most famous resident, Vern Oach, who was an offensive guard for the Chicago Bears from 1936 to 1937. That's definitely something for Mayor Walter Lazinski to be proud of, and that's why Beach, North Dakota, you get today's Small Town Salute! That was your Small Town Salute with Kelly Jordan. My son finally fought back, and now he might be in trouble. That's what we have up today in Better Call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw and Bryant. This email comes in from a listener who says, I would like to ask Mike Bryant. My son gets bullied at school all the time. We've gone through all the proper channels, tried to do everything right, but it just won't stop. Well, last week, my son ended up getting into a fight with one of these kids. Now, I've gotten a message from the other kid's parents saying that he needed repairs to his braces. They want me to pay for it. I said, absolutely not. Will they be able to take legal action against me? Well, a lot would depend on the overall story, but if it's stories as they say, the kid's getting picked on and he's responding, and it would depend on what he's responding to. Big issue always in self-defense is how you respond. If you respond by, you know, I don't know, like bringing a gun to a knife fight and you shoot the person and they're not really threatening your life, that's a problem. You know, so we've we've had these calls or these questions before and calls. It just depends on your response. If response makes sense, if it's normal, then 
then you're probably okay. If it's beyond, you know, then that can cause extra problems. The, 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 the issues you're getting with bullies is kids feel overwhelmed. So sometimes it's a natural response. And then other times it's a crazy response where it gets horrible and a whole bunch of kids get, you know, you know, uh, whether or not it was handled properly by the school to begin with, that's a question. What happened? That would be a question. And how big a deal is it? Is it a long-term thing or is it just a short-term thing? It's pretty minor. And then my son gets bullied at school, just unmerciful. And sometimes I wish that he would stand up for himself and hit one of these kids back. And I know it's not right and whatever, but they will leave you alone once they see you're not an easy target anymore. Yeah, so my nephew, his friend in his classroom, they took his phone when mm-hmm. he walked away from his desk. They're only 12 years old, found a photo when he was a chubby little like baby. Yeah. And then they just totally roasted him for being overweight, were teasing him. It was so bad that his friend took off a week from school, didn't even want to go back. Oh, kids are just brutal. But is there ever like a rule where a judge would be like, hey, kids are kids, this is going to happen? Some of it would be kids are just kids, and that does come into effect. And that's why we look at people's ages, and that's why people are charged as adults or not charged as adults. So there's all sorts of things the law looks at with those sort of factors. Um, you know. And again, that's one, if you live in a house and you have homeowners, that may be covered by homeowners. So huh. you know, And if it's covered by homeowners, then they'll take care of it as far as the lawyer, or they'll make, give you a defense if it's there. Um, but uh, there, there could be a lot of different factors in that. Ugh, sucks it has to get to that level sometimes. So Mike, I would appreciate you stopping by the studio. We'll do this again. We'll answer your law questions when we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Bradshaw Bryant and Better Call Bryant. This is an awesome story that comes out of an Aldi where Joe Westwood was going shopping. Now, Joe Westwood has been through a challenging year. She lost a very close loved one to her. She's also been battling illness all year long. So even getting to the grocery store is a chore for Joe Westwood. But she had to get to Aldi. She had to get some essentials for the week. So she goes over there, gets her card all filled up, gets to the front. Lisa is her cashier. She rings everything up. She doesn't have her doesn't have her bank card on her. Oh. So what she's in a panic now because she one, it's hard for her to get out of the house. Two, she needs these things. And three, she doesn't have her bank card on her now. Now Lisa, being the caring store assistant that she was, said, Don't worry about it. I'm gonna pay for these groceries for you. What? So Lisa does exactly that. Now Joe said that she was in such a state of panic in at the time that she doesn't even know if she had thanked uh, Lisa for buying all her groceries. Somebody went home and said, why don't we start a GoFundMe and then we can pay Lisa back the money that she spent on your groceries. So someone set that up for Joe because she didn't know how to do it. And they had a goal of just $200. They said $200 is, uh, that was a lot for Joe to come up with because of her illnesses and everything else. So the GoFundMe was up over five grand after a couple of hours. Holy! So guys, it even gets better than that. So they go to Lisa and said, look, we have this GoFundMe. We want to give you this five grand because of what you did was so selfless and, and just so generous. Lisa says, no, you take that five grand, Joe, and you put that in your account because you need it more than I do. So this whole thing turns around and Lisa now is just being held as a local hero, saying that she is exactly what they want as an employee at Aldi, because not only did she do this for a customer when she could have made $5,000, she said, no, you keep that five grand and put it in your bank account. She is, man. She's a saint. I can't find anything that she did that wasn't putting someone else first. And that is just amazing to me.
I love these kind of stories. I don't know how many people would do that, too. I I don't know. Being and, offered five grand and being like, you know what, give it to somebody else. Right. Yeah. That's insane. But see, some people just, they're, they're cut from a different cloth, man. They're always thinking about other people first, and that's exactly how Lisa is. Incredible, man. I, I love these kind of stories, and they're out there if you look for them. The problem is, if you watch the news, you ain't going to see stories like this. you got to come here to this little radio broadcast in order to get the good news, but we will continue to bring these stories to you every single day and be that beacon of light in the darkness, all thanks to audio, video extremes. This was your happy hour. Welcome to the bonus track. It's the very first break of the morning. Uh, I tell you guys how I went and drove three hours to look at a boat that was sold already. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea lets us know what she was doing over the weekend. And, of course, uh, I'm sure we talked about some other stuff, too. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But we'll discover it together right now in the very first break of the day. We tag it on the end of the podcast. It's called the bonus track. With Kelly Jordan. But here we are back to do it again. My name is Kelly Jordan. Of course, that is Chelsea sitting over there across from me. Whoops. Who showed up for week number two, which that's a good sign, right? You didn't take you didn't say that's enough, it's enough. They give me incentives like donuts. Every Monday I show up, it's like a bonus round. I'm like, all right, let's go. I'll tell you, it's so it's (laughs) people don't realize this because they probably just think uh, two people just get in a room and sit and talk and that's it. Oh no, no, no. There's there's so much there's so you come from a different show, I come from a different show, and learning each other's timing and cadence and everything else, it's it's a rough one. (laughs) And now this camera thing is right in your face. much stuff in Can here. Can we have one more tripod <laughs> in this room? <laughs> and all the lights and everything. I know, at any given moment, I have like 12 tabs open. Yeah. It's like... I'll tell you, I, I just... So, you know, but I think last week, all things considered, went well. Nothing burned down? I, like, I listened back to our <laughs> podcast, and I was like, you would not think that that was our first week of doing shows together. You just wouldn't think it. We're so good. Uh, well, I'm not saying that. But We're so good. I'll am, say it. I am saying that. <laughs> it was good for our first week, so I'm excited, you know, as we get to know each other more and do this thing, I know it's going to just get better and better. So. Love it. So thank you for showing up again. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Man, I had the wildest weekend. So Saturday, I was like, all right, there's this boat that I saw on Facebook Marketplace. Yes. It was at a dealership. I called them on Friday and said, look, I'm going to get up early tomorrow with my dog. It was an hour and a half drive down there. It was a long drive for it you. It was a poke. Yeah. So I said, hey, do you still have it there? Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive down. It's an hour and a half for me to get there. So let me know that you still have that boat. Absolutely, Kelly. We got it. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, great. I'm on my way tomorrow morning. I'll see you at noon. So I get down there and I look at it and we get me and my daughter. My daughter hops in the car with me. We drive down there because my wife had to teach figure skating and my son has his play practice. A little father daughter time, right? I love that. And it was a blast. Like we were laughing, listening to Taylor Swift the whole way down. <laughs> it was it was a That's lot good. of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I exposed her to some music that I was like, you know, she loves this band called TV Girl. Have you ever heard of them before? No. They're kind, they're really cool actually. She, she my daughter's so cool, it but It sounds like something on Nickelodeon, Kelly. No, it's it's like kind of funk, kind of hip hop. I don't know, it's really cool, okay. but anyway, so I was like, well, here's a song. Anyway, that part doesn't matter. So we get down to the place and I see the boat and I, honestly, I was kind of like, ugh. <laughs> you drive all this way. So it didn't live up to it its did pictures? Not. Their picture, they did a great job of hiding the condition of this oh, boat in no, the picture. like what was bad about it? it the interior was just terrible. Garbage. Oh, it was just horrible. Ugh. And I told my daughter, I was like, oh, man. I was like, if I would have known it looked like this, there's no way I would have driven down here to look at this thing. And they're all laughing. And then they, <laughs> The guy comes up and he goes, are you Kelly? And I was like, yeah. I said, this is the boat I was calling you about. He goes, oh, yeah, we sold it like 45 minutes ago. Woo, dodge that bullet. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. Because I probably would have felt guilty and bought it out of guilt. Oh, God. 
I would have built bought it just because I felt obligated. And it was a cheap boat. It was a super cheap boat. What did it, your daughter think? She was like, oh, dad, this reminds me. <laughs> Cringe. We're not hauling that back. She was like, dad, this reminds me of your old boat. Oh, God. <laughs> that no one ever, my family, you don't know this, Chelsea? My family never likes going out in my boat because it has sank a couple of times. Uh, uh, it did almost start on fire. One time, maybe twice, started on fire, and then the motor would just break down randomly. So my family didn't necessarily I find it as relaxing. This. Right. I understand this. <laughs> you sank it a couple of times? It's, no, I didn't sink it. Oh. It sank all on its own. It, it, yeah, it Kelly, I wouldn't trust that boat either. Well, That's I, not a boat. It's That's dead. a rock. It's dead now. Right, rest so, in peace. Right, rest in peace to the bluegill. All right. But this would have been literally as junky as the bluegill. Bluegill too. <laughs> yeah. And then you so, guys still had a good time though, right? Oh man, we had a blast. We ate at this little burger joint in some small town. Love that. It was hilarious. This town, I don't even know the population of the town, but I bet there was a bar for every two residents of this little city that we were in. Oh, I told my okay. daughter. So the place that we went and had a burger, delicious burger, by the way. But I was like, all right, this is a bar. There's two across the street. There's one around the corner. We, we counted nine bars in this little downtown oh area. Oh, my god! I was like, there has to be a bar for every resident. Like, how do they make any money? <laughs> just turned the corner. There's, there's another one. Right. And there's another one. On, anyway, so it, you know, it was a fun weekend. And I Aww. dodged a bullet by not getting a gross boat. Again. I'm kind of glad somebody else bought it then. I am too, actually. Although that must have been a little bit of a sinking feeling. Huh. <laughs> Remember what I said earlier about the timing? and. <laughs> I think I'm funny. <laughs> How was your weekend? What did you do this It weekend? was so good. So we had a lot of family time. It was a joint birthday with my dad who turned 69 today. Happy birthday, Papa. Oh, wow. And then my niece turned six. And so the two of them have these joint birthday parties, and it was a good time. We went out to eat, and then I found out that I'm going to be an aunt again. Hey, that's awesome. So I was Heck like, yeah. and they, they filmed the reaction. I burst into tears, <laughs> and my dad goes, who slapped Chelsea? <laughs> because I'm bawling my eyes out. But I'm just, I'm so excited. That's I love, great. I love my family so much. That's a good thing. Yeah. Because the opposite would be terrible, right? <laughs> right? I mean, it would, be, it would I mean, be horrible. And it's so funny because, you know, when growing up, I, I took my niece through a tour of my childhood home. And I was like, yeah, and here's where Aunt Chacha and you know Auntie Erica fought. And then here's Ch- Auntie Chacha's new room and stuff. And so, yeah, it was, it was just a good time. Just kind of teaching her, like... Those are the dynamics. You may fight with your siblings now, but you'll be best friends down the road. Absolutely. I know that my kids will be. My kids are like the only two friends that each other has. Oh. <laughs> so I know that they Yo, better get along. That's okay. I, it is. It that's is. all right. It's so funny, too, when I find out my kids have inside jokes with each other. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. But it makes me happy. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. They have a cool little relationship yeah. that I know nothing about. Yeah. I like that. That's so cool. I think that's neat. Well, good. Well, let's get this week going, shall we? Let's go. Are you ready for this or what? Let's hit it. Let's do some history. <laughs> It was on this day back in 1999. I don't even know if you're going to be able to understand this clip. Oops. I was pretty institutional. I was comfortable in prison. You know, everything we know, I had no stress. Outside in the world, I had nothing but stress when I was out the last time. And I was disastrous when I came out. I won a lot of money, but I was just, I was just, I, just the life was too fast for me when I came out. <laughs> Former heavyweight boxing champ Mike Tyson was, Mike sentenced, Tyson was sentenced to a year in jail for assaulting two motorists following a traffic accident. That dude was off the rails. He's really turned his life around. Like he's gotten like real spiritual and wow. Was that okay? So was that before or after the face tattoo? Uh, th- I believe that was after, wasn't it? 
I think that was after. Okay. Because the face tattoo was before he bit oh. Holyfield's ear, right? Oh my gosh, I'll never forget that. That dude was just an absolute animal. Like oh. when, he would, when he would walk to the ring, he just looked like an animal. I would just get out. Yeah. I would just leave. Uh, it was in 2001. Now here are Regis Philbin and Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa joined Regis Philbin as the new co-host on Live with oh. Regis, it was called at the time. I, the, Regis was one of the funniest dudes ever. That was my staying home from school. Yeah. Was I couldn't wait till Live with, well, it used to be called uh, Regis and Kathy Lee, right? Right, right. So that was that was and like what I look forward to. They're adorable together. Yeah. I love those two. But it's funny, Kelly Ripa has rifled through a lot of co-hosts. Including Fun- her husband? I think that's her current co-host is her husband, right? I like, think they, I they think went through kids, ever, they think, went through everybody else. He's the only one that can work with her. I think they're splitting up though. Are I they? thought they said it was awful. Oh <laughs> I thought they just it sunk more than your boat. Like oh my it's bad. gosh. Boy, yeah. no but I I I have to Sorry. say this. I feel like maybe she's the problem because it seems like there's been a lot of people in that co-host chair. And if Ryan Seacrest can't put up with you, I'm just saying. I don't, He's on for bigger, better things. I don't know all the details, but... Kelly. Uh, uh, in 2015... Radio Shack keeps you in constant communication with their affordable, transportable cellular telephone. Radio Shack filed for bankruptcy on this day back in 2015. Which I'm shocked I know. that they lasted that long. God, I, used to, I used to love a good trip to Radio Shack, though. I used to love it. My dad... So they used to do this thing where you could get like a coupon for a free flashlight. And they would do it like once a year, right? Okay. My dad must have had 45 flashlights. <laughs> and he would do this thing where he'd be like, all right, let's go in there and pretend like we don't know each other. Because oh. I, the, he's like, because I got three coupons. Yeah. You know, everybody, don't talk when we get in there. We'll talk when we get back in the car. And get the free. Go get that free, free flashlight. And you know they're working there. They're like, fine. There was, fine. There was a place that gave away free tape measures. And my dad, I'm not even lying. I'm not even exaggerating. I bet you in his garage, in boxes still, in the package, he has over 150 tape measures. What do you need them for? I don't know. He, he, I don't know if he had OCD or what the deal was. I didn't know my dad well enough to know him that deeply, but something was weird there. Whoa. Something was bizarre. That dude, he, everybody listening right now could get a tape measure. <laughs> you you get a tape that's measure. What you we get should a tape do. measure. We should do a contest where we give away a tape measure. I mean, he's There's not like par- he's not partial to him, Mark. Like, well, he's dead, so okay, he, I don't right. think he really cares that much anymore. So do you still have them? Where are they? They're still sitting in boxes. His garage looks like the day that he left this earth. We haven't really done much to it. Okay. His garage was a hangout spot, though. He did, you know, it was it was an awesome place. With so, a lot of tape measures. A lot of tape measures. And flashlights. I, I posted a picture of it a long time ago. I was like, there's over 100 tape measures in this garage. <laughs> Unbelievable. Let's do some birthdays real quick, shall we, Chelsea? Let's go. Celebrating a birthday today. It's one of those songs I love, and then you have a daughter, and you listen to it totally differently. (laughs) More power to her. I'm like, hey, 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 your parents love you. Why are you leaving? Women hate doing laundry. That's why I love this song. I love doing laundry. Maybe because women hate it. I love it. (laughs) I absolutely love doing laundry. But anyway, it's Sarah Evans. It's her birthday today. Do you know how old she is? Oh, man. When you always start with the women. Okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 48. Man, you are always so... Generous to people in their age. Very tender. Okay, fine. Fifty-two. Uh, there, you're closer with that one. All right. She's fifty-three today. Oh, Sarah Evans. And I did this one just because this is one of the funniest characters I thought ever on Saturday Night Live. Welcome to the latest man. The love line with all the right responses to your romantic queries. 
I'm Leon Phelps. How y'all doing? Tim Meadows, it's his birthday today. <laughs> of course, he was on. Uh, he was also on the Goldbergs. Like that dude's been around for. A yes, while. he has. He stayed working, which I like to see. Very talented, very funny. I'm gonna say ooh, 68. Oh, see now you're higher. <gasps> He's the ripe old age of 63 today. All right. And of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. As you said, it's your dad's birthday. Yeah, 69. You That's made it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome.